Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And that makes me Mike. And Mike, tonight we have back in the show, Tony from God Chat with God and Tony. Yay! Hi. <laughs> um, before we get too far into the show, I did want to make a shout out real quick. We got another um, review. Uh-oh. This time on Podcast Addict, which is the app that I use to listen to podcasts. Tom and Mike, this is from GCWAT. It was, uh, this was at the beginning of March. It said, Tom and Mike have great chemistry and chat about some interesting topics. Well worth a listen. Keep it up. So thank you, GCWAT, for that. We really appreciate it. We always appreciate it. My pleasure. I was going to say, would that that be God chat with, I'm like, I'm I'm doing the letters as you're saying it going. I'm pretty sure that's God chat. (laughs) What a better place to to shout it out right there with you you in the room. My pleasure. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Oh, God, that was the best, man. That's great. I didn't even (laughs) know even script it. No, 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 not totally organic. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh dear! I, I had to throw that in there. I had to throw that in there. What is that character you're doing, Mike? Is that he sounds like someone from the Mighty Boosh? You sound like Noel Fielding. I was kind of imitating God there. Oh, oh were you Mighty Boosh? Yeah, I'm a big fine Boosh comedy. Fan. Love the Boosh. Yeah. I have not yet gotten Mike to watch it. It's just a matter of getting in the room at the same time. I yeah, think. really, I, I've I've had it queued up on the uh, on the Netflix before, and something else caught my attention. I honestly mm. think we should watch it. So together. yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not for a lack of desire; it's for a lack of attention span, really, that makes me stop from uh, looking at it. I'm old, Greg. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old, Greg. I made a crumble. <laughs> Drink Bailey's from a shoe. You love me. Could you love me? I got caught up in this show called Staff Let's Flats. What's it called? Staff Let's Staff, as in S T A T H, Let's Flats. Uh, it's uh, the uh, the one girl from um, What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. Uh, well, I guess she's really the only girl that plays a vampire in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's her and her and her brother, her actual brother. And like they're part of a uh, like a family run real estate business and just kind of runs from there. It's actually pretty damn funny, very dry, but very funny. And that's probably the one show that I caught that stopped me from watching the Mighty Boosh. Hmm. Hmm. You shouldn't let it stop you any longer because uh, you're really you are missing out. On, on a great series. It's going to be something you're going to fall in love with and be quoting all around the house and driving. Obviously. Driving. Yeah, your, it's your, a real cult TV show. It is. It really yeah. is sort of. Yeah. Well, because it's so niche, it's almost impossible to, to categorize. Uh, mm. It is like this weird kind of sort of Dada-esque art style going throughout. And there's a lot of references to to like I see some some references to Python in there, I think, but but you know, for the most part, it's its own entity. It's kind of unique, and it has what does a lot. Dada esque memes, just Dada, so I'm clear. Okay, so Dada is an art form that started at the beginning of the 20th century. Um, uh, I think it was like in the 30s or 20s when this guy um, took a urinal and signed it with a sharpie, 
and then put it sideways on a pedestal and called it an art installation. And it blew everybody's yeah. fucking mind. Everyone was like, you can just do that. At Sharpies back then? Well, not a Sharpie, but like a black oh, okay. magic marker, you know. I was just curious. I mean, yeah. 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 And and uh yeah, it it completely twisted everybody's minds at the now time. Now I know what that means. No one All had, right. had no one had thought to do anything like that. He was saying basically, fuck every convention you've ever heard. Art can be whatever the fuck you think it is. Boom. And everyone went, well, shit. This changes everything. And because it was a urinal. Well, <laughs> that too. Um, but yeah, you can you can piss on the Mona Lisa too, you know. I mean anything's I'm a toilet. Sure. Anything's a toilet if you're quick enough. And brave enough. Yeah, yeah, brave enough say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with dildos. Yeah, I think that's an Abraham Lincoln quote, isn't it? What everything's a dildo if you're brave enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's an Abraham Lincoln. Quote. It's like four Sounds score and seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. So you brought up you have some books to share, Tony. Well, uh, I suppose yeah, the words therein. Um, there's I've got to reference this. There's a uh, how would you say there's a, a book, a comic book that comes out monthly in England called Viz. I've heard of this before. You have? Okay. Mm-hmm. And they, in it, they had this, they've got a character called Roger Melly, the man on telly. And he always, he sort of, the, the comic strips him sort of talking on telly. And then at some point during when he's talking on telly, he'll just, start swearing and get messes it up. And it's the same every, every, every edition. <laughs> and he had all these swear words and they actually put together a dictionary of all of Roger's swear words and they called it the Profanosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a cult book. Um, and it's got some really good um, words and meanings in there. If you've got a puerile sense of humor, like I have, I'm pretty sure we're on board with you there. Yeah, I'm going to say we're we're pretty spot on there. So I'll give you an example. So bum cigar, <laughs> noun, in after dinner conversation, a stool, turd. Well, if you'll excuse me, ladies, I think I'll nip upstairs and light a bum cigar. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Zuffle, so Z-U-F-F-L-E, verb. To wipe your cock on the curtains after having sex, usually in a posh bird's house. <laughs> I know that there's another version of that, but I can't think of what yeah. the word is. There was a story I read years and years ago on the internet of some guy who who did that and then tossed her a quarter and said, keep the change, bitch, and then left. And he claimed that he had like done this, and I was like, you Dude, yeah. there's no way in hell it's not You're nice completely full of shit but it was a popular post like i remember he, he was like uh it was his name was watts it was on a website called the chosen um i was friendly with him for a while but he he was very easily hurt and he was on my forums as an administrator and he changed somebody's account and without like checking with me first and he ended up breaking their account. And I was like, I'm de-adminning you. You can't be doing shit like that. 
And after that, he hated me. So, you know, kind of thin skinned. If you're a little bit, if you're listening, Joe, uh, I love you, man. I don't know. We'll come back to the fold. <laughs> but anyway, oh, he's, like, he's hate. He's hate listening right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to get another review soon, probably from me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you'll be able to put the letters together and figure out who it's from, too. <laughs> the underscore chosen. Yeah. So like we were talking earlier about words, are there any words you want to know the meaning of? Like what? Like, and I'll look it up in this dictionary and we can, mm. we can, we can, we can be a resource for people. Yeah. Like not necessarily um, a swear word, but like just a word that you use all the time and we can look it up. Okay. Mandate. Okay, talk talk <laughs> course, amongst of course, yourselves. Of course he would come up with something about dating men. Mm. I know what I love, man. <laughs> and I love what I know. Oh. Okay, so mandate is from the 16th century, and it may and it means give one's hand. Huh. That does so sound like a, a mandate. Yeah. It means commit. Um, this form, this verb was formed by blending manus, hand, and door, give. Hmm. Yeah, so it means give one's hand. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like we're using that all wrong. Yeah, it feels completely wrong. Like we usually mean it to imply a uh, uh, a dictate, like a like a, like a stricture, basically. Mm. Stricture, uh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like some of these words, uh, you've just got no idea of where they've come from and, and how they came to be. And it's usually from from Greek or from Latin, and you know, it's it's they just get changed over time from their original meaning. Yeah, the first word that popped we... into my head to think of was knob, and that was only because it made me laugh. Well, K-N-O-B. Yes. Yeah. So um, let's try and find my knob. <laughs> can you find your knob in I that book? I can't find my knob. <laughs> Dude, where's my dong? Okay, so knob, K-N-O-B, it simply says C-not, which is K-N-O-T. All right. Started a little so, bit of a uh, treasure hunt here. Mm. So, not is old English, uh, and it goes goes back ultimately to a prehistoric German Nuden, whose underlying meaning was round lump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> so, knob. Uh, may be rela- related to, although this has never been conclusively demonstrated, the Germanic form diversified into English and Dutch not. German noten or nut. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. I've got a good one that I happen to know the meaning of. See if you can ah. find Mastodon. It's Ooh. delightful. It is just a delight. This had better be delightful. You're oh. going to let all of us down. No, 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 no. I assure you, this is wondrous. Masturbate. Master. <laughs> Masticate. No master, but no mastodon. Mastodon. Okay, so mastodon means literally nipple teeth. <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> I don't know why exactly. It had something to do with like protrusions in their teeth or something like that resembled nipples and the researcher just had a weird sense of humor and said i'm going to call it mastodon 
which derived from means nipple teeth. That's that's weird. Yeah. 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 We never question these things. Okay, this is an interesting one, or not. Marinade, 17th century. To put food in marinade is virtually to dunk it in the sea. Mm, Mariner, mara, which is usually... Yeah, it originally signified strictly a brine pickle, hence the reference to the sea. Yeah, salt water. Yeah. 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 I always think about who named things for the first time. Like, like someone's sitting around in a room somewhere, like in some cabin, and they're like, I yeah. invented a farming implement. Oh, really? Well, what is it? I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what to call it. But what does it do? Well, I push it along the ground, and it, it sort of drags the dirt away and gives me nice furrows that I can plant my seeds in. That's clearly a plow. You know, yeah. And it's like, well, well, what do I call it? You know, <laughs> plow. Okay, it's just like a random sound that that guy made with his face. You know, I just say that we're lucky that the guy who named the walkie-talkie didn't name the toilet, or we'd be calling it the city shitty. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the the guy that invented the toilet or used to manufacture toilets uh, in England, his name was Thomas Crapper. I thought it was John Crapper. Could be. I thought it was John Crapper. I'm going to go with Thomas just because just I, I because like that better. Yeah, because Thomas, of you. Thomas Crapper. <laughs> Hello, I am Thomas Crapper. So, yeah, I think so. that's where the name, obviously, Crap comes from. Or... Mm-hmm. That's. Now, did, you look, okay. did you look that one up in the book? What a terrible Thomas Crapper, thing. no. I, no, did you look up Crap? No. Thomas Crapper, tell yeah. us that, yeah. Thomas Crapper was an English plumber and businessman. Yeah. Uh, Crap. Well, I was just looking at oyster actually, because I wonder who named the oyster oyster. Like you find this thing on a rock in a shell, mm-hmm. and it, oh, I'm going to eat that, even though it looks like snot. Uh, it's mm-hmm. clearly an oyster. Yeah, it had, it had to be a two syllable word. <laughs> it was such a such a delicate palate to it that you have to use two ver two syllables to really get the nuance out as opposed to like beef <laughs> you could tell you could tell what we ate first and the most of beef cow yep chicken <laughs> but it's also interesting how like with some animals you don't like you just did you don't call it cow like we're gonna have cow for dinner mm-hmm. you give it other names pork yeah exactly well that way yeah that way we are uh being a little oh. more sensitive to uh i guess our sensibilities you don't want to tell your kids you're eating cow especially yeah. when you've been raising them and butchering them you know yeah i guess that's probably something to do with well, it i would say i would venture to say that most of us are removed from our food source mm-hmm. quite significantly and it's really easy to kind of be like eh, yeah it's beef you know but it, there was a yeah. literal living being called a cow that had yeah. feelings and emotions and shit when we butchered our one slaughtered bowl, you know we called we we used to say reese roast or reese cubes or something like that because that was his name was reese is that yeah. is that terrible? That's kind of morbid, no, I, dude. But yeah, I mean, I understand it. I guess he was a dick. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's okay then. Never mind. <laughs> I do think it has with this whole nomenclature thing with regard to 
animals that we eat, it's a size thing. Like anything smaller than a um, a sheep or a pig, we actually use its actual name. So like chickens, chicken, grouse is grouse, fish is fish. Mm-hmm. As soon as you get up to sheep, it becomes lamb and yeah. then pork and then beef. Yeah. So is it, is it a four-legged thing? Do we sort of, we can't, we're squeamish around calling four-legged things we eat by well, its real name? I think the difference between the two is the, the, the well, with the exception of maybe chickens and things, is that typically we're not domesticating those animals. Whereas a cow, a sheep, a lamb, uh, uh, any any kind of uh ungulate Dog. animal. I mean, wait, no, uh goat, yeah. Any kind of ungulate animal is going to be, you know, like 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 goats, anything like that, is going to be uh domesticated. So I mean, but you know, there you go. Goat, you eat goat. There's no other word for yeah, that. Good point. But, but I mean actually I mean, can't goat be mutton also? Yes, it can. It depends on well, it's like beef can also be sirloin. It can be, you know, I think like 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 mutton. It's a certain a, cut. Yeah, it's like a certain cut or something. I don't know. Find out what is the etymology of of mutton. I was actually looking at the etymology of vanilla there, which is quite interesting. It literally vanilla literally means little vagina. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Is that yeah. because of the shape of the flower or something? Um. A vanilla pod is etymologically, etymologically a little vagina. The word was borrowed from Spanish, mm. uh, a diminutive form of sheath. The huh. pod was so named because of its sheath-like shape. I um, just learned something. I'm learning a lot tonight. Yeah. We were looking at mutton. <laughs> mutton is actually, uh, it's not a cut of meat, but it's actually an age. Because you have lamb, then... You have mutton, or sorry, you have lamb. Then uh, in the second year, the sheep would be hogget. Okay. And then older sheep meat. So anything older than second year sheep would be called mutton. So I should be able to go into a McDonald's and ask for a Mc... What was the second? McMutton. A McMutton. A hogget. A hogget. I want a McHogget. (laughs) Let me get a McHogget in the side of fries. Apparently, hogget's only used in Norway, New Zealand, South Africa, Uh and Australia. Gotcha. Okay. So there's a saying, isn't there? I don't know if you have this saying in America, mutton dressed as lamb. Uh, I don't believe I've heard ever. that. I've heard that before, but I don't remember under what context. So yes. Okay. So that's someone who's old dressing like someone who's young. Okay. No. no and that really, that. that really is a good mm. visual for that yeah, too. I like that. Mm. I've seen several people like that recently. <laughs> there, <laughs> there. I feel is... like this is a real public service episode today. It is. Yeah. I feel like uh, there's a lot of really interesting, like vernacular, like, like idioms and, and and other you know particulars of culture that like I don't know that that don't particularly translate well outside of that culture or that language. Like I have a, we our friend of the show Salvatore, he's from Peru, and he'll often share with me idioms that don't click with me until he explains the context behind them. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but, but yeah, idioms are very much <laughs> local and you can confuse the hell out of somebody uh, really easily. If, if English is, is a second language to them or if they're mm. from, you know, even from another country, you know, 
this just really uh, fascinates me how language develops and molds and mutates. It's almost like a living thing. Well, it is. It's not. <laughs> but it, but it, it is. It, like. but it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's not literally, but at the same time, it mimics it in a way. It, it's like a virus of some kind. It wants to propagate and it takes on visual forms and it takes on sound forms. And, and we all want our voices heard, you know? So it's, it's viral in a way. It's like propagate, 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 get my idea out there. That's why we're sitting here doing this for the most part. But, you know. What I find interesting about language is I live in Australia, but I used to live in England. Mm-hmm. And moving to Australia, the language is, is different. And what I see in Australia is it, it's a combination of English and American um, vernacular. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of Americanisms in Australia mm. and there's a lot of English. So it's like a blend of the two. Um, I just find it interesting. Like, you know, it's, it's obviously the uh, Australia's taken on a lot of American popular culture, mm-hmm. like a lot in the, in the past, not so much in England, I don't think. Um, so obviously that's where it's come from. I'm sorry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's not all bad, but I mean, no, when you think about it, there's nothing like, wrong with moonlighting, right? Yeah, it's Bruce Willis's finest hour. I I agree, actually. That, <laughs> Did you guys just get that funny. down there? <laughs> We've only just got color TV, actually. <laughs> but America's culture machine is so pervasive, and so pervasive is just the perfect word to use for it to let's you just cut it right there okay so it's so pervasive that it it's almost like a cancer it reaches everywhere it reaches it grows and ingests itself and insinuates itself into that culture and you can see it all over the globe you know like coca-cola is an american product always has been yet it is universally recognized and mm. uh, there aren't many brands, are there? And, and and most of the brands that are like that are American. Yeah, 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 pretty much. So we are we're these wild cowboys that that are like, look at this shiny thing, check it out, you know. And, and everyone else goes, that's kind of cool, actually. I like that. I like. I'm. I'm you guys are kind of weird, but we'll, we'll take that. Yeah, mm. you know. And and then and then we sit here and go. uh Y'all's culture is weird, you know, and it's like, Mm. we're weird. What are you talking about? We're weird as shit. We fetishize, we fetishize violence to a extreme, but we get nervous when a nipple is on screen. (laughs) True that it it is so there needs to be more nudity on television. It is so back ass where back ass words because it, it is just it. The message it sends is that sex is bad. But violence is a solution to your problems. Well, it's, it's this like the Bible. Dual, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it really is. Um, yeah, a deny deny that thing inside you and make it make you feel bad about it. But by all means, lash out at people angrily anytime you want, and that gets absorbed by kids so easily. And then Will and, Smith. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, what message <laughs> what message did that send to the world? You know. Mm-hmm. Where would you start? Yeah. 
Yeah, he started an avalanche, I think. Yeah. Um, is what he, he put started. some fresh prints on uh, Chris Rock's face. Uh-huh. Oh, if you like story time with Tom and Mike or our Let's Play channel, Gaming with Tom and Mike, please consider contributing to our Patreon. For only $1 a month, you'll receive access to bonus content such as lost segments from the podcast, unaired gaming videos, behind-the-scenes audio and video, sketches, and more. Just go to www.patreon.com slash Tom and Mike. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Tony, have you ever watched the movie Idiocracy? No. Really? Oh my God! You really should. Oh, it's a treat. Idiocracy. Idiocracy. It is an absolute treat. It is uh, okay. So it's who's the? It's basically the United States after 2016. Pretty much. Uh, Who's the lead character in it played by? Luke Wilson. Joe Wilson. Yes. Luke Wilson. It's got Terry Crews. It's got Dax Shepard. Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Uh, Very funny. It's. I mean. I just watched it actually last night because oh, it happened Mike to Judge. be on. Yeah, Mike Judge. Yeah, yeah. He was a butthead and uh, yeah. King of the Hill. Um, <coughs> God office, damn it, Bobby! And the Office, Office Space too. So uh, yeah, I mean, great show runner to begin with. Great writer, creator, and uh, it's so on the nose with what American politics have become now. I mean, ter- okay, so oh, okay. Terry Crews plays the role, the, the role of President uh, Camacho, who is part, part wrestler, part uh, porn star, and part president of the United States of America. And when he address when he addresses the union on television, at one point someone calls him out and says, "You're an idiot," and he pulls out this rifle and just starts firing it in the air and says shut the fuck up listen to me you know and everyone just shuts up and listens like uh, the thing you're missing actually the point of this is that it takes it 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 takes the idea that they at the beginning they interview this couple with relatively high intellects like iq 138 iq 141 this couple and they're like they're like well we want to bring kids in the world, but we want to make sure that we're responsible and ready and that we have a good nest egg set and all this stuff. And then it cuts over this guy. What do you mean you're pregnant again? You know, and it's back <laughs> and forth and back and forth. And this, this couple slowly ages and their family tree is like two people. Right. And they're like, well, if somebody's sperm would work a little harder, you know, and then it cuts yeah, back yeah. over to this guy and he's like, he's like, well, damn it, literally, I told you I was working, you know, not yet to use protection. And his like family tree is becoming like yeah, massive. Yeah. And the idea is that we have selectively bred ourselves into stupidity. And over the next 500 years, the, 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 the average IQ drops to around 80. So it's a nation of morons. And one of the funniest, well, there's so many funny scenes, but one of the funniest moments to me is that um, Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson? Or was no, it's it his Luke brother, Wilson? Luke, Luke Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Luke Wilson's character is um, like, has time travel, not time travel, but he's been in a like frozen containment box. It's like Futurama. Yeah. For like the last 500 years. And when he wakes up, 
He's outside of a Fuddruckers, but over the years, the spelling has shifted and changed, and now it's Buttfuckers. And it can, it pans down from this big sign that says Buttfuckers to a child's birthday party taking place within. <laughs> <laughs> and the juxtaposition is so funny. Yeah, okay. It, it's a, a delight, man. You'll love it. I also like the show in there, Ow My Balls. Yeah. <laughs> and he's watching, you're watching the porn channel. And then he's like, go away, Peyton. It's good stuff. Oh, and, yeah. And, and the, the, the on the nose part is absolutely correct uh, for how things have become yeah. deteriorated. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not quite 100%, but. Oh, there's. Yeah. yeah. But it's where it, it feels like it could easily go there. Like, like the process, I mean, the, the, it's the serious aspects of it that are brought up. Like mm-hmm. there's, you know, in their future, there's a trash problem and there's a, 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 a dust bowl has taken place. And I won't tell you why you'll, you'll get to see why, mm-hmm. but you know, all these horrible things like society has, has eroded to the point that it's fairly stable. Um, everything is branded. People are named after products. <laughs> um it's it's across the board ridiculous oh, sounds interesting yeah it's really fun it's really fun and and it it's very poignant so mm. i i strongly recommend checking it out <laughs> should we talk about carl <laughs> tucker carlson i know i know tony that you don't know who tucker carlson is no like you sent yeah, that email, and I'm not. I don't know what that is, so I'm not not in a good position to talk. Count about yourself it, lucky, yeah, uh, first yeah. of all, that you don't know who he is. He's not a great guy, no, not at all. Yeah, he, he hasn't. He hasn't um, obviously um, entangled himself in our culture yet. No, but he certainly has entangled himself in Russian culture. His his work is, is or his uh, his show is one of the only American pieces of television news that is uh, currently uh, part of the propaganda machine in Russia. Uh, literally literally serious i'm absolutely serious as in yes as in they quote him and uh and everything else yes mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. uh so how is he allowed to do that we don't i don't know i i don't i don't understand I'm, conservatism in the united states so i can't explain that one yeah. but uh apparently all the people who were against uh communists and everything in the in the 80s, 70s, 60s and stuff are now all okay with it. And, you know, but then they say other people are communists and well, it when yeah. literally, you know, you have oppressive uh, dictators like Putin and stuff. And the, I, I, it, it just, it defies logic. Yeah. They've created a narrative where uh, the liberal mindset is communistic and the Republican socialist or socialist yeah. yeah or both yeah well, don't be uh, an idiot socialist is what well, you know is what they always call people who are uh, liberal unfortunately what i found is that few of them understand the nuances or distinctions between socialism and communism on a on an absolute level like like they don't understand that they're two entirely discrete descriptions of of a government style but um to it doesn't matter. The point is that these people are pervasive in their ability to shift people's minds and think, oh, well, yeah, this is bad. It's socialist. It's communist. And we've been taught that's bad. Um, but it's just another way of, of dividing and conquering. It's another way of saying 
if if we dumb you down enough and we tell you what to think enough, eventually you'll stop thinking for yourself and you'll just parrot whatever the hell we put on. Which, which is essentially what happens when you start talking about uh, real men disappearing and, um, and, and doing the sort of things that Tucker Carlson has said to do. I know we're, we're just ripping that fucking political bandaid right off here tonight. <laughs> well, this is, this is really? more about watching a man who's, who's a travesty to look at. He is just terrible because and puts know, it like a super homoerotic uh, video. Very, very, very sexual. And talking and, about how real men don't exist anymore and tanning your balls. Yeah. Yeah. So, in this video, it starts out with there's like men in like shirtless men, like chopping wood and and like like grinding metal and shit, you know, like something that you would expect to see at like the beginning of a gay porno, you know, not that there is anything not wrong with that. that. No, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. If, what if that's you what expect. you're into, that's what you're into. Hunky cut guys yeah. doing hard physical labor in front Not of the camera. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts to this. There's like this dark lake and the camera pans up and it's like this desert sort of scene. And this guy's standing on a rock bare ass naked with his crotch shoved forward. And there's this giant panel of lights shining right onto his dong. And, 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 and then Tucker Carlson's like, Men are slowly being devalued and 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 masculinity is no longer valued anymore and 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 everyone's turning into a pussy and you see like real men, real men don't express their emotions, they deal with them, and real men don't do this and that. And it's like real men hand their balls and, <laughs> and he's serious <laughs> about this. Like I'm, I guarantee you he's going to do some kind of product placement at some point where it's like, if you want the real ball tanning experience buy my special light, you know, I mean, who doesn't want to tan there? Who doesn't want to subject their testicles to UV radiation? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, let's be honest. I, I turn as red as a lobster when I'm out in the sunshine. I could not imagine mm -hmm. my grundle being fucking bright red and peeling and everything else. That sounds absolutely dreadful. Oh, so I guess I'll never be a real man in the eyes of Tucker Carlson. <laughs> I guess not. But at, at the price of, you know, degloving your penis like a skin condom, oh. I don't really see any benefit whatsoever to this process. I what is the point of tanning your what's that supposed to do? What pseudoscience bullshit are they at? I yeah, really want to know. We can't even handle nipples. No. But yeah, you're going to go out and tan your balls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go out and tan I don't know about that. I just uh, I got to say, if there's ever one single time in, in my life that I agree with Kid Rock on something. Yeah, it was. This. It would. It was this when he was kind of like, I just want you to stop the world so I can get off. <laughs> kind of a thing because it doesn't make doesn't make any sense to him even yeah I what ted nugent thinks of all this ted nugent's probably all for it yeah i tanned my balls since 1961 man <laughs> shit i'll do that while i'm out gator hunting it's real good 
Yeah, man, it's a great way to pass time when you wait for them gators to come around. And he just dangles his tan balls into the water to, <laughs> yeah. to uh yeah. to attract the gators. I like to just <laughs> yeah. I just like to dip them in once, sort of season the water. <laughs> Now you've got me thinking about Ted Nugent's balls, and I feel very, very uncomfortable about uh, that. <laughs> uh, I don't imagine they're great, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, okay, I'm, I'm glad I've never sort of come across this chap before, Tucker Carlson. He sounds a bit odd to me. Um, uh, and Yeah, I, I just don't know how anybody takes that seriously. He's everything that's wrong with, with the people of our country and toxic masculinity all rolled into one package is really the only is the way I can describe him to you. It's not even really worth your time besides to look at something like this and laugh. He, he's yeah. almost like a fucking epi, epi, an epistemic. Um, I'll try to say this word correctly. He's almost like an epistemological cartoon. He's just this sort of figure that represents every negative opinion the rest of the world has about Americans personified so just a controversialist. Yeah. With the exception less, yeah. of being obese, he's not obese, but other than that, he represents, he's loud, he's stupid, he's obnoxious, he's opinionated, and he doesn't give a fuck about your opinion. Do you remember Rush Limbaugh at all, Tony? No, no. Well, I tell you what, I fucking envy you for not knowing these yeah, people. You really I really are. do. You're better off. I your really. I'm is- sure you could reel off some names for us too, and we'd be like, I have no idea who you're talking about. But yeah, but uh, yeah, the, these knuckleheads that uh, I was going to say, he's just like him, only he's not fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, they're just Alex they're, Jones. They're hateful, and and they will say anything and everything to rile up people to sell. Yeah, I get it now. And yeah. then when they get in trouble for it, oh, it was only entertainment. Mm-hmm. It was sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, was only taken you know, out of context. Yeah, everything was taken out of context and everything. Meanwhile, they've got legions of people that follow the things that they say. Yeah, like it's the fucking the Bible. Like yeah. it's yeah. the Bible, you know. And mm-hmm. you're like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think on some level, a lot of people have been conditioned to believe they need to be led. You know, that that they can't have any agency in their own life. They have to be holding to some higher power of some kind. And I think yeah. that's really unfortunate totally because it, it completely disenfranchises and disenables a person's life and turns them into just a mindless consumer. It doesn't yeah, you, do anything. You can almost predict what they're going to say. Yeah. Before they say it on on certain matters, like if yeah. you ask them about a certain area, you you know what's going to come out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And I and, don't know. It feels a lot like religion. Uh, well, I didn't want to bring it back to that. But, <laughs> well, <laughs> come on, that. man that that is your that is your genre. Yeah, that's your <laughs> milieu. But I mean, you know, if the shoe fits, we must put it on. I think. Yeah. You know, it does come back to religion and and really it doesn't surprise me because it's all brainwashing techniques. It's all methodologies used to 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 wash out your normal cognitive processes and replace them with some rote memorization logo based bullshit, you Mm. know, like like, you know, I, I talk about this often on the show, the McDonald's logo. It's just, it's like everywhere. It's everywhere. 
Every single person on earth knows what that fucking logo means, with the exception of some aborigines who are in an isolated tribe somewhere in South America. Mm. It's that should not be for something so unimportant as a hamburger to be mm. known by the world. And yet, I don't know. I just ate McDonald's for dinner last night, too. I, I, what I'm saying is that it's it's bizarre. The things that our attentions are um, drawn to by force. And, and what it is, is basically we've, we're, we kind of serve the ruling class as beasts of burden. We, we shoulder the economy so that they can become rich. We're like mm. some just we're just the grind. They don't have to do any grind. We're doing it all for them. So when you look at it that way, you're like, why the sh- why would I trust any of these motherfuckers? Religious leaders, corporations, politicians, they're all the same assholes using the same techniques. All they're doing is they obfuscate, they project, they he likes his big words tonight. I guess it's, so, it's, yeah. it's word porridge. Word yeah. porridge. Um, they they uh, deflect. And and they 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 push their agenda by non-answers to debate questions, and yeah. they rely on logical fallacy because no one will call them on it anymore. No one calls them on it because nobody knows what a logical fallacy is anymore. Like appeal to what? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's interesting you talk about McDonald's. Here's a big difference, and I know I'm steering a little bit away from your your rant, but. Uh, before I forget, I need to I need to ask you. Right, you have a Burger King in America. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what Burger King's called in Australia? And I'll give you a clue. It's not Burger King. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like this is a Royale with cheese kind of moment. Yeah, it is. It, so you're, called, you're you're making me think of uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's called Hungry Jacks. Hungry Jacks. Really. Interesting. That is. Why? Well, you know, (laughs) there is a company in America. Can't have two monarchs? (laughs) So there's a company in America that has two names, depending on which side of the country you're on. It's called Carl's Jr. or Hardee's. And it's a burger restaurant. But depending on what coast you're on, it goes by a wholly different name. But their branding and their product line is essentially identical. Yeah. See, Cole's genius just started to appear here in Australia. Okay. Are the burgers any good? I think so. They're I would they're what I would call classic comfort burgers, like like like, you know, just a fat burger. You know, if you're mm. in the mood for a greasy, delicious burger that that is way too high in calories and saturated fat. Mm, okay, I hear you. You go to a restaurant like that. Yeah. I think they're tasty, but I mean, I would not recommend eating there frequently as you will die of diabetes or a massive coronary. <laughs> they have a thing called the monster burger that is literally 2000 calories. It's, it's like not, two patties and a half a pound of bacon and like six slices of cheese. Yeah, and Yeah. 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 And people get it with the meal. So they get a large fry and a large soda to go with it. So when it rounds out to around, you know, maybe 3000 calories for a single meal. And you know, that person isn't going to not eat for the rest of the day. 
They're not mm, like, oh, oh, I've had you know, <laughs> oh, no, I sure as hell. If I've done it, yeah, I, I had another. I'd need to take day. a nap. Oh, for sure. Then you can justify it. It's like, well, I slept, so it's a new day. <laughs> <laughs> but before I did, I ate half of a cow and three quarters of a pig. It's like that uh, scene in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Or, no, I'm sorry. Um, the second book, uh, Restaurant at the End of the Universe. Uh, where Arthur Dent and his friends are in this restaurant and um, the meal comes up to greet them. It's like a sentient cow or beef creature. It's similar to a cow. It's like an ungulate. And, and it says, hi, I'll be your meal today. Would you like a piece of my flank? It's quite nice. Oh, can I recommend? And he's like, like showing off different parts of its anatomy, like, like, you might enjoy the shoulder if you're that type, you know? And and like Arthur's like, I'll just have a green salad, please. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Uh, just commentary on everything that are that that novel series. I love I love the Hitchhiker's Guide series. Have you ever read that, Mike? No. Oh, you would you should. Yeah. I I know. There's a lot of things I should read. Yeah. Owner's I have manuals. A, I I have an anthology book that has all, I think, I think it actually has all five of the novels in it. And then his son put out a novel afterwards. So, so there's one and that's called most, no, not mostly harmless. What is it called? I can't remember, but yeah, there's, there's Hitchhiker's Guide. There's a uh, restaurant at the end of the universe. There's, um, what is the third one called? Damn it done a lot of research i've read them like 30 times a piece <laughs> the fourth one is uh th so long and thanks for all the fish and the fifth one is mostly harmless and they call it the trilogy <laughs> because it, which it clearly isn't because he called it a trilogy and then he wrote a fourth book and he said well i'm not changing it so i'll just keep calling it a trilogy <laughs> tony you have this brilliant light that keeps shining in on your side there is that is that God trying to get in on this action? The on other side, on this yes. side, yes. Nah, it's just my lamp. Uh, ah. Okay, maybe he's manifesting through the lamp. I imagine he's probably not bright enough to yeah. figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> not bright enough. Hey, dun -dun -dun. <laughs> now you got a big shadow on your face. But we're not recording that, so it's all right. <laughs> it was just funny because it seemed to come in waves the way your camera yeah. was just was capturing it. It yeah, would be like <laughs> real bright and then it would go away and then it'd be real bright again and then go away. So, Tony, have you ever done like aside from England and Australia, have you ever like spent any times in any other parts of the world, like any travel, anything like that? Yeah, um, I've been to America quite a few times. Um, San Diego, Las Vegas, quite a few times. Okay, uh, New York. Um, New York is a fun town. Yeah, that was a bit intense, to be honest. Yeah, it's um, crazy. Before we went there, we were living on like a remote farm in the country in England, like no people, really quiet. Oh wow! And then, and then we landed in New York and it was sort of like, wow, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> there's a lot going on. A lot of noises, a lot of smells. Mm -hmm. 
And I remember the, the first time we went into a restaurant, um, we ordered, because like in England, when you, when you order a pizza, you, you just get like a pizza on a plate. You know, and in the like pizza a personal pizza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So me and my wife went into this New York pizza restaurant and ordered a pizza each. And we didn't realize it was going to be actually bigger than the table, each mm-hmm. one. Just, wow. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, that's welcome that. To, welcome to New York. Yeah. That's New York slice right there. What'd you think yeah. of it though? Oh yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, like like my brother said he had a slice of pizza in a New York City once that was life-changing. Mm. And uh and it must I mean, be something to do with the cheese. Like they must have some special cheese going on. It could it's be just... the water in the area too, like it putting it into the dough. There's probably a lot of like local factors mm. that we aren't aware of that that add to it but yeah there's something about a new york slice it's just it's just magic uh you know and then <laughs> you go out to california and try to get a pizza and it's just garbage it's terrible right you know they don't even understand pizza they're like we put uh cauliflower crust and uh we were, we're <laughs> using um a, 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 a almond an, milk a, an almond milk based uh cheese and and or humanely harvested tomatoes and we put hummus on it <laughs> i love hummus mm. but on on a pizza i mean no i'm just saying yeah. i love hummus yeah well it's a tomato based hummus for a sauce what, and yeah what about you guys have you have you sort of have you been to europe or Unfortunately, no, I've never I've never been out of the United States. Uh, I very, very rarely been out of the state that I live in. So, right. You know, I'm not I'm not very well traveled. My brother, on the other hand, has been, you know, a ton of places, Africa, Mm. Thailand. And 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 it's just, you know, he's been around. Uh, he and his wife travel a lot. I I never got that urge. I do want to go to like Germany. And I think I'd like to go to England at some point, um, but it, it's just, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's financially prohibitive for me at this point. So who knows when it'll happen? Mm. Yeah, it might yeah. be something for retirement, I think. Yeah, um, mm. that might be the same with me. Honestly, I'm just at this point, it's not much of a priority. Um, I'd rather go see friends than go travel. But at the same time, there is this pool, like some part of me that says, just leave this all behind for a, a year. You know, if I could somehow do that, just leave this all behind, take my wife, board my animals and, and, and you know, with, or <laughs> with somebody for a and, year. Don't don't fucking even look at me, buddy. Well, <laughs> well obviously, this is fantasy because I'm never going to be able to do that. But take a year off and go travel Europe and, and see Egypt and see, uh, you know, like, like, like South, South Africa, just all these different places in the world and just get pictures of cultures, you know, like, like, because I think something about travel that is definitely true, even within your own nation is, is that it's, it's very consciousness expanding. You get new perspectives on the same ideas that mm-hmm. you know are locally informed and culture based and you know like i i've lived in i've lived in atlanta i've lived in washington dc um i've lived in 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 honolulu why although i was too young to actually remember any of that 
and I've lived in Maryland and, and each of those places, and of course, Pennsylvania, and each of those places has a completely different vibe to it, like a, an overall feel to it. Atlanta is wow. The just the, the culture shock that I went through when I was down there. The first time I ordered tea, um, I got what I was basically, I'm just going to call it a very light form of syrup. <laughs> it's got so much sugar in it. The South loves sweet tea and they will literally put three or four cups of sugar in a gallon of tea and serve that to you. And it is absolutely, Sounds about right. and it is absolutely repulsive. It just, it's, you, it's like repellent. You're talking about hot tea, like, no, no, no iced cold, tea, iced, iced tea. tea, iced oh. tea. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very popular in the South and, and you actually have to ask for unsweetened iced tea or you, what you'll be given is this, is this saccharine sort of diabetic potion Eat it with that, a spoon. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. And uh, another odd thing that people like in the South is boiled peanuts. I love boiled peanuts. They're, I don't like I don't like them. I think they're disgusting. And you, Every it, one of them, I pull them out of the can, and they look like they were screaming, which always makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, 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 we got weird stuff here in, in Pennsylvania yeah. too. We've got scrapple. Which Dude, is, Scrapple is fucking amazing. Scrapple period. is basically like a hot dog without the casing. <laughs> I always like uh, to say it's everything but the lips and asshole. Yeah, uh, but it's mixed into like a savory kind of like spice mint blend. And then you, you griddle it up, mm. you know, little butter and then just throw it on there and cook it on both sides. Throw it on a plate with some uh, toast. Some, some, some syrup. You said some dippy eggs, some toast and dippy eggs. No, I mean you eat that shit with syrup. You don't. You don't have to combine it with anything but home fries. Well, I want some fucking dippy eggs, man. Don't tell me. Don't fucking gate keep. You know you I don't put that. You don't put scrapple. that shit on the same plate. Don't fucking gate keep me on how I eat scrapple. <laughs> it's too late. I already did. <laughs> you doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. It's amazing how food is always like the determining thing when you go somewhere different. What's the mm. food going to be like? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I always think of that scene in uh, Galaxy Quest where Alan Rickman's in his little alien costume, and the uh, he's he's with the aliens, and they think he's legitimately non-human, so they serve him the best approxim approximation of what they think his species should eat. And it's like <laughs> this weird, like bowl full of things that are moving and jumping around and shit, which is of course a, a, a direct reference to that Star Trek episode where William Riker almost had to eat maggots or, uh, or mealworms to prove that he was one of this conspiracy of Starfleet people. So it's like, you know, but it all stems back to that sort of, like we're squeamish about food if it's not something we're used to eating. Like I remember yeah, people I, being very upset about the fact that uh, the meatballs at Ikea had horse meat in them. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, well, but some people eat horse. I mean, mm. 
it's only weird to us because we don't eat it. That's what I mean. Like some people get funny about eating pigeon or grouse or quail or that mm-hmm. sort of stuff, like game birds, like duck. Yeah. It's just like, what? why is that different to chicken? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Yeah. But here- I can tell you that I've very rarely eaten those things. Oh, mate. Great. I've, I've had duck before. I've tried duck before, but I couldn't get past the fact that it was pink. And I've had it drilled into my head so thoroughly that, that, um, like birds of any kind of avian meat, uh, can carry salmonella. Um, they don't eat pink meat. Yeah. Like no turkey, no chicken. You don't want to mess around with that. So pink meat. Yeah. White meat. You don't want pink. Yeah. Like dark. Gamey meat, yeah, man. Pink's the it's the only way to have it. Really, really. Yeah. Mm. I did try Peking duck. It was pretty damn good, actually. But yeah. I mean, that's like, and I mean, at that point, you're almost like shoving shoving candy down your throat because it's well, that's it. Enough sugar you know, will make turds take nice. Exactly. Taste nice. <laughs> I mean, it's like. <laughs> Uh, you just made me think of us eating turds. Look <laughs> what that's funny. <laughs> well, okay, we were, we were having this discussion the other week, um, and don't you know? Don't look down on me because of this. But how much would it cost? Um, how much would you? How much money would you have to be paid to eat a dog turd? Oh, I don't know that I want to put that out there because somebody will come up with it and make me do it. <laughs> but then you'll make that money. It's true. Cause I mean, I gotta be honest, my, my dollar figure is probably relatively low for eating dog shit. If somebody offered me like $10,000 to eat a dog turd, I'd probably do it. No, nope, nope, nothing short of $150,000. Yeah. I would do I could do a least, lot with 10 grand. I don't give a fuck. I would spend it all on toothpaste. There's no way in hell. I'd also be able to pick the turd, I think, at that point, too. Like, I'd eat one of my own dog's turds because I know what she eats. I thought for a second you were about to say you were going to eat one of your own turds. No. <laughs> I got to. So I mean, I like, but there's is, a dollar figure for that, too. I'm just saying. There's a level. <laughs> it's a sliding scale. There's, there's a right. level of narcissism to being pref- having preference for eating your own turds that is. <laughs> Is is the price for eating your own turds lower or higher than the dog turd? Uh, it's higher. it's gonna be it's gonna be higher, yeah. But yeah. Uh, let's let's be frank. If somebody was like fifteen grand to eat a turd of your own, I would I would try it. Mm. That's right. I have actually heard somebody's that- got the money. You know, uh, I could brush my teeth. I can get rid of that. That's no problem. I actually read that there's an, a bacteria in dog shit that can cause blindness. So I think I'd probably charge more for the dog. Well, I mean, now you're scaring me. Now I don't know. Now I have to, might have to raise that dollar figure a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, need to, you need to really see. See, I think you're just selling yourself uh, a little too. You're lowballing here is what you're doing. You, you're right. You need, you're right. We're not in a competition. Here. This isn't a bidding war. Right. You no, need it's to, just it's a hypothetical. Yeah. yeah, you have to recognize your market value on this, man. You know, is that all rolls into that, you know, age old question that we've all been asked at one point in time or another? I'm sure. How much money would it take for you to suck a dick? <sighs> That's a complicated question, though. I mean, well, it, depends it depends whose dick on, it was. Exactly. It depends on the dick. 
<laughs> and, and the and the state of it. I mean, like, are they yeah. washed? Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Did they take yes. a fucking shower? Like, I, ain't, I ain't doing no glory holes here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't just popping a dick out of a wall, and I'm gonna be like, all right, that's the good one right there, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that that dollar figure is much, much, much higher, yeah. much higher. Yeah. You know, I'm talking like you know, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars for something what, like that. But what, whatever it is, you're, 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 you're literally selling your dignity. You're setting a price tag on your own dignity. I think that the price should, I'm down by, <laughs> but by default, the price should be high, you know, take it for what it's worth. You know, like I, my dignity comes at a price. I, I'm looking at a premium here, you know, you want me it's, I mean, I, in, in theory, I understand what you're saying, but uh, let's, to... let's be let's be realistic. Nobody's coming to me tomorrow and saying, hey, look, man, I got 10 grand right here in my hand. I want to see you eat a dog turd. So, mm, yeah, that's know. true. That does change. If the money somebody does show up in my house with 10 grand, first of all, I want to know how the fuck they know where I live. Secondly, <laughs> you know, then I'm going to be like, I need to have those bills authenticated before I anything it's yeah. oh shit it was one of those ones where you flip it over and it's like you need to find the lord or something yeah, like a that you know track <laughs> no look a guaranteed guaranteed amount of money into your cash bank in account. hand no no jokes like you know it, it's anyway so you, you talk about dignity what about people that go on reality tv mm. that, like their their price for dignity is is um well, it's not there, really, is it? Those people no. are apparently right in line with me. Well, not only not only are they giving up their dignity, but they're 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 putting themselves on the world stage doing it. Yeah, you know, they're they're at, or that at least on, famous. At yeah, you couldn't pay me enough to like almost drown or something like that, like they did on Fear Factor. That kind of stuff is just that's out of my out of my uh, my wheelhouse there. Yeah. You know, mm. I guarantee what will come eventually is literally a show where they kill you and bring you back to life. Where they like flatline flatliners. Yeah. And welcome to Flatliners, the only show where you die for money. You know, something like that. I, I, you wait. All they have to do is figure out the legal implications of it. Some little shift in some law somewhere. And, so, and, and for the public to become that desensitized, which we already pretty much are. And I guarantee that show will make it on the air. Pay-per-view. Would People, you eat maggots? Well, absolutely not. No. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Absolutely not. I have a strong aversion to maggots. Once you get them crunched down between your teeth, I mean, it's all over but the crying. So no worries. We, when we were kids, we used to go um, fishing, and you would you would go to the the fishing shop and buy like a tub of maggots as bait. So you put the maggot on your hook, and then you'd cast into the filthy canal and try and catch something. And we you put the maggots in the fridge overnight to keep them cool in their container. And then some of my friends would would um, they thought that the fish would prefer the maggots if they were warm. So they'd put the maggots under their tongue before they put them onto the hook to fish with them. Hmm. I, I always thought that was a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Unless somebody's offering me something for you. So I'm not exactly putting them in my mouth. Uh, like, and I'm also not just like searching them out. Like, oh, look, there's some in my trash can. Hmm. You know, yeah, they're like, different maggots, though, aren't they? Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about maggots, like I saw this this photograph this week. Yeah. 
of this man, this homeless man whose boot was removed for the first time in 20 years. Wow, that's gross. It was, oh, it was horrible. It was not, it was so, so graphic. Like part of this guy's foot was just full of maggots. And then part of it was shiny, polished bone. Like a significant portion of his foot was just bone. And there was no blood flow going to it at all. Um, That's terrible. But the maggots prevented him from dying. Because they ate all that decaying flesh to the point where there was none of it, leaving baby smooth, clean skin, which they have no interest in because they only eat necrotic tissue. You raise a really um, interesting subject. Um, When you have skin that's no longer viable on a wound, you have to do call what's debride the wound because the wound won't heal if there's uh, necrotic tissue or mm-hmm. slough or, or anything that, that's a barrier to healing. It needs to be a clean wound bed before the wound will heal. So the, the process of doing that is debridement. And there are various ways to debride uh, a wound with non-viable tissue. Sharp debridement, where you get a scalpel and you cut the non-viable tissue off. Autolytic debridement, which is where you use like um, uh, a water-based hydrogel, which removes the um, the non-viable tissue, or you can use maggots. And so, some uh, clinic clinicians will use maggots to put the maggots on the wound, and then they'll cover the wound. And to your point, they will actually eat away all of the non-viable tissue and do a very good job of it. The reason it isn't more popular is because people don't want maggots in on their body or in their wound. But yeah, as, I as you say, it. I would yeah, do it. It's, That's it's, even it's with my aversion yeah. of debriding a wound. My see, my biggest aversion is disease, disease, disease. But these are clinically grown lab sterile hmm. maggots. They're not digging around in trash they don't have mm. some communicable disease so you wouldn't eat one of them i just don't want to eat something that's still alive and yeah i wouldn't but but i would allow that to be poured into a wound to save my life mm. you know for sure I, you know it's not even a, a really a question it, it, it's just an, a logical like if that's what it's going to take to save my limb or help me to heal then do it yeah. you know like do it Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's interesting, though, how we go back in circles like we, we George Washington, our founding president. Died of bloodletting. Um, he was he mm. was they, they after some event, he went to have his blood drained because he had some condition that was uh, helped by leeches. But they took too much blood, and he died right there on the table. And you know, I had thought that he had died from having like just a common uh, strep throat kind of a thing, and they were bloodletting because of that. But the bloodletting is what killed him. Yeah, the blo- he bled out. Um, this this, but bleaches are used today. Again, clinically sterile, you know kept under pristine conditions but they are used would you eat one of them fuck no well you do don't you lychees 
what <laughs> are you talking about the lychee fruit the the little white yeah white it, was, ball? It, 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 it was a really poor attempt at humor <laughs> <laughs> i laughed <laughs> I, well as usual i was in my own head and didn't get it <laughs> i'm just gonna ask everything you talk about now would you eat that <laughs> yeah. i think we've covered a lot I yeah. think we've covered a lot. I really yeah. do. Like we've, I think, or well, I hope people will learn um, some stuff from this. Well, we always learn from your podcast. It's it's uh, very informative. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's fun too. You know, it's just fun. It's like getting to be in the room with us. Uh, that's what I enjoy about podcasting uh, mm-hmm. is, is that sort of listening to other people's podcasts and, Feeling like you're in the room for that with them for a moment, you know. And I religiously, <laughs> pun intended, listen to your podcast. I do too. Yeah, I love it. I do. Oh, I love it. Always you, hanging on every word of it. You you make oh. me laugh. What I and what I really enjoy about it because I have the problem of saying, "All right, I'll check out your podcast," and then I fall asleep halfway through because I just I tend to doze off because I'm comfortable. You know, it's not about whether or not I like the show. It's whether or not I have the fucking energy to get through it. Um, <laughs> but yours is tight. 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah, How perfect- you don't have like a billion listeners right yeah. now. Yeah. I don't I don't understand because yours is probably one of the best produced. Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. Yes. That I I've would, ever heard. I would absolutely agree with that. Oh, wow. Your production value. Is you sure you're listening to. I am 100% positive. 100%. You got everybody, everybody that listens to us, you got to go listen to God Chat with God and Tony. Yes. Yeah, you absolutely do. Jimmy, Jimmy, go listen to God Chat with God and Tony. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy. And and, and I'll tell you what, we'll shout shout out my brother Gary, too. Do. Yeah, Gary. Listen to him. Amber, I know you're listening. See? Brandon, I know you know. Tony, because we did an episode of Uncancelled with him. So why aren't you listening to God Chat? Hmm? You know, I, I, it's it's a big ask to ask somebody to listen to your podcast. It is, you it think, really is. I think I made a post about this. You, you work eight hours a day. You're asleep eight hours a day. You've got eight hours left to spend with your time, with your family, with your friends, and, mm-hmm. you know, get shit done. Yeah. And to expect someone to give you half an hour of their time, I think it, it is a big ask. And there's a it lot is. of podcasts out there. Right. Right. Um, which is why I think for me, like, and I hope that I, that if, if we were to make it big, that I will retain this. Um, I think it's about appreciating each and every single one of your listeners as real mm. people and not as someone to put your podcast in front of, you know, I think that's the mistake a lot of new podcasters make is we got to get this out to as many as people as possible. and. Yeah, we don't have the numbers, but the people. I think our listeners are organic. They're organic. It's almost like passing around a tape, you know, like a VHS Mm. tape. You got to check out these this band, you know, whatever that you used to do back before the internet. It's it's like this feeling of sort of underground indie that I love, but it's also about the fact that people listen to the show because we're not bullshitting anybody. We're authentic, you know, and and we care about our listeners and want to bring them 
the funniest or most informative we can possibly give, even if our energy levels are low that week, you know, <laughs> we've and had that. we've yeah. had that for sure. I mean, it's doing weekly. It's tough because you don't mm-hmm. have, you know, you have to kind of commit to it every Friday night. It's like, I might feel like shit. I might have a migraine, but if I don't have a backup episode ready to go, I just have to drive forward and do it, you know? just get that out there yeah i admire the regularity because i'm kind of i don't know usually every two or three weeks something comes out but but your work is is more performative there's a lot of production that goes into it Mm, very polished it's it's very polished it's well written you know all these steps that i imagine you have to take because believe me i i know what it is to put together a production it's no easy task and you're you're kind of left to do it all yourself, you know, or most of it, um, unless you're working in a partnership with someone who is equally invested in the production aspect of things, which is, you know, uncommon. Usually it's one person or the other who handles all the nitty gritty of tech. Yeah. I mean, my, my co-host is God and is completely hopeless or anything oh, like that. Oh God. Yeah. I, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure the guy couldn't even figure out, you know, like, basic compression techniques you'd be like nah. yeah you'd just be nah. lost nah. <laughs> i mean he had trouble with a speaking spell for crying out loud did yeah he just <laughs> he just glaze over if we try and <laughs> discuss the nuances of headroom on a on, on the final mix mm. i'm right in the same boat with god mostly so you know what we're your- i work i work a little bit on the editing stuff but uh you know not much yeah yeah well we're gonna get you there man i i i think that uh adding that to your retinue of skills uh will lend itself well to future projects because uh there are a few on the horizon that we have been talking about uh i'd, I'd rather not go into great detail yet because i don't wanna, i don't think you should yeah they're not ready to materialize yet but just keep listening folks Ooh, we'll have new stuff interesting coming. yeah so mike and i are actually going out to see a show tomorrow the dead <gasps> man which is uh, heading out old... into the unwashed fucking masses yeah into the covid the, masses the covid yeah. masses yeah to, masked uh, up <clears throat> of course but to uh yeah see an old punk band but uh yeah we're meeting up with jimmy who's going to be on the next episode of the podcast and uh some other friends yeah, look, from high school t- tom tom look sorry to interrupt mate but can we wrap this up you know i've got stuff to do it's saturday <laughs> you know what i mean thanks for listening to story time with tom and mike we hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you all i'm going to be left with after this in terms of giving it to me is some chap called tucker carson's tanned balls in my face so <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you made my i fucking laughed so hard that i pushed back on my chair and made the thing pop so it <laughs> threw me backwards <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>